0: On today's show, we feature a conversation with a fantastic softball coach by the name of Nicole Futures. If you've been following along here at the Connected Coach podcast, you'll know that we featured Nicole on a previous conversation. It was more of a one to one coaching session. And today we get to hear how much progress she's made in her business. And believe me, it is incredible. Within the last two years, her business has completely transformed and during this conversation she lays out exactly how she did it. To give you a quick preview though, so you just kind of know what you're getting into, two years ago she was a full-time high school teacher and coaching on the side and now she coaches 16 hours per week in person and is making a six-figure income. If that's not enough to make you pay attention, I don't know what is. Let's jump into the conversation, but before we do, if you're looking for more education around the business of coaching, I couldn't encourage you enough to head over to coachnow.io backslash education, because we've got tons of free content over there, blogs, videos, et cetera, all things that can help you grow your business. And if you're looking for some cutting edge software to run that coaching business, you can head over to coachnow.io and kick off a free seven day trial with no credit card needed. So with that, let's jump into this epic episode with Nicole. Please take some notes, and most importantly, whatever you learn, put it in action as soon as you can. I'm smiling, so alright, that's a good sign for now. All right, so let me just reorient the screen a little bit. Okay. So as yeah, as we were getting kicked off, it was cool because, like I said, uh, the previous interview that we did or the like kind of the coaching session got such positive feedback uh, from cer- certain coaches, especially in golf, saying it totally changed their business. And you were saying you had some people reach out to you.
1: Yeah, I, I had a few people reach out, and um, right now is just kind of a busy time of the year with the holidays and whatnot. So, but we're gonna follow up and do some Zoom calls and things and kind of collaborate a little bit on what's working and what's not in January. So it's been good for me as well, learning from them too.
0: (laughs) That's sweet. So I will say if it becomes uh, something that you're constantly getting reached out about, that might be a business opportunity for you. Something to think about. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. That's cool. No, you don't. (laughs) So Nicole, there's been a great debate uh, internally about how to pronounce your last name. Can you once and for all just pronounce your last name for us?
1: It's, It's Fugers. Few germs. Boy. Oh, no, we no. We would have never got, got that. It's French. We got off the boat and we butchered it all up. I'm sure it's supposed got to it. be pronounced very pretty, uh, but we, we do not. It's just few Too many vowels. Because
0: <laughs> I had one, one guy say it was like Fugazi or something like that. And I don't know. It has I've, it has I've all. Got I'm got sure it. you've heard it all. You
1: could possibly imagine. I've gotten it.
0: <laughs> well, let, let's jump in because anybody that's been following along has already heard kind of, again, our, our kind of coach-to-coach coach conversation about your business in particular, kind of diving really in deep. And while I think we do want to highlight some of that, uh, there's a lot of other opportunities, I think, to just kind of learn more about your business and, and what you might have to share with others based on what you've learned rather than kind of them learning through you. So as we get kicked off, you know, maybe just catch us up with where you are today. Like, what's a, a typical day in the life of Nicole right now, uh, running your academy and doing all that?
1: Well, um, you know, because it's towards the end of the year right now. I actually went in to prepare for this, went in to look at financials and things like that, and it was really cool to see that as of right now, total sales is ninety eight thousand roughly. Ooh, so, man, massive, you're so close. Massive difference from where I was this time last year. And what's kind so of where were
0: you last year? If you're well, since well, you're last year was kind it, of a so. really
1: weird year because I was coaching collegiately, so I didn't. I wasn't One hundred percent full time. But I will say, because it was this time last year, we started working one-on-one and at that point in time, I, you know, you, you offered the opportunity. I jumped on it immediately. And our big push was going to the um, full year subscriptions. That was the big push. I, I knew it needed to happen. I was scared, but I'm telling you right now, it was the best thing I did. (laughs) It, It really has been, it's been, and it's been awesome on it. And, the, you know, the golf coaches that have reached out, that's been the thing I've, I've literally said, hey, Spencer's not wrong on this, <laughs> that the full year program, that is the way to go. And um, just kind of looking at it, uh, it, it the, the business has evolved quite a bit. My, niche, my my niche is pitching, although I'm from a rural area, so I kind of do a little bit of everything because people reach out. They just look at me as the softball guru in the area.
0: Right. Right. Um,
1: I'm slowly starting to get away from hitting. I'm slowly starting to get away from, you know working with the eight year olds on their all skills type stuff and just focus on pitching. And a lot of it for me is it's just so time consuming to try to be great at all those things. And you've absolutely you've this a million times. The smaller the market, you know, I'm recording everything. I've got all of that. I can reuse all of that. and it'll be a lot, lot less time. I think for me, it's just looking at it as what do I need to make per hour to hit my overall goals for the year? And then, okay, when I start to make a decision on what am I going to offer, I ask myself, well, how much time is this going to take? And I got to a point where it's like, okay, I'm making this on hitting, but it's taking this much time when I can literally half the time in pitching, because I already have everything and make more. So does it make sense for me to do hitting? And as an entrepreneur, no. <laughs> you know, ah, as a coach. So pumped yeah. to hear you speak yeah, like this. Yeah. yeah. As a coach, I want to say, you know, yeah, I want to do it because these these girls, they need me and whatnot. But, you, you know, you got to kind of have that little bit of be a coach. But at the same time, you got to think like an entrepreneur as well if you're wanting to hit those, those big milestones. So shifting the mindset there was pretty big for me. But essentially what I've kind of done is starting in march because we were working and i had um this time last year i finally got everything kind of ironed out and then starting in march i just basically told my parents okay this is what i'm doing i'm no longer selling the eight week um classes because at least i wasn't doing per hour i was at least doing some sort yes. of classes you
0: had already evolved which was good
1: yeah, yeah i had evolved but then it was okay the next step and i just told everybody this this is where we're going We're it, you up for a full year if you want to keep working with me i understand if you guys decide not to i laid i was very transparent here's here's the deliverables here's the time this is what's going to cost you had it all laid out every person said okay we're on board and at that <laughs> point in time i said you know because this is new and this is evolving if you mm-hmm. want out in six months you can get out in six months Sure. Right. Great. Yeah. And, and that was in July. So it would have been a good time. The kids would have been done with, you know, softball. It, it was a, it was a good win win for everybody. I had roughly, you know, 30 players roughly that, that did the 12 month. I probably lost five. And That's honestly, good numbers. Yeah. Oh, well, great numbers. Great. And honestly, I kind of knew going in, I probably wasn't going to retain those five and a lot of it be, yep. you know, they were starting to realize they didn't like pitching. So it, it fair went, enough. Right. Yeah. It came, when it came into July, there was no hurt feelings, nothing. I mean, it was just a, everything's evolved and, it, and it's okay. We're going to part ways now. And, I, and those five, they still come and you know, do other stuff. So I just, they're just no longer in that pitching piece. So great retention. That's
0: really cool. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. Not everyone. Yeah. You can't control whether they discover they want to start playing soccer or don't yeah. want to be a pitcher anymore. That's out of your control. It's similar to us at Coach now. the majority of people that don't stick with us, it's likely because they went out of business or they got fired or they're no longer coaching. Like it, right. So yeah. in similar veins, if you're providing high value to people, it, the reasons they quit are not necessarily that they're dissatisfied with the service. Yeah. Right.
1: no. And, and literally that, I mean, that mm-hmm. was the feedback. No one was dissatisfied. They thought it was great value for everything. They Just, just their kid kind of reached that point where it was just no longer a good fit for them. But, uh, but you
0: added a good risk reversal in there. And that's what the the fancy term is for that in six months. You give people a way out, but you're also giving them long enough to get the vibe, right? And get yeah. the feel of it. Right. Whereas if it was like, try it for a week and then you can quit. It's like, well, you don't really get a full sense of what the program actually is. So I think as you move your programs forward, having a risk reversal like that in there probably just makes sense. It makes it easy for people to purchase and know that. Yes, in general we're committing to this big program, but you know, if we need to we can we can get out.
1: Right. And and that was just kind of my, you know, the discussion of how I'm going to start it going in. Now mm-hmm. there's an actual onboarding process cuz I've got I've got my 30 athletes now that are still in it and they've got until this March, but they've got to let me know by by February if they're planning on doing another year or if they're going to, you know, sit out or whatever it is. But um so the onboarding process is actually a 16 week program. So, and it, and it's wow. for beginning beginning players. If and and there's not a lot of spots to it because I have a lot of kids that are wanting in the year program, and there's only so many hours in the day. But um, but they sign up for a 16 week course, and I just flat out say, you know, right, it's a tryout period. You are trying out for my program. And honestly, you're figuring out if I'm a good fit for you because you know I'm 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 not for everyone. I will say that right now. I am not for everyone. And it's okay. And it's all right if we discover that.
0: Well, it's best to say that right up front. It gives everyone so much permission to just be open to the program Mm -hmm. and for you to say that they have to earn the spot, which in which in truth is is how you're running the program. Yep. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, well, continue. This is so good.
1: But honestly, there's some it, it. Creating that scarcity is a really big key. I I think I don't. Honestly, I think I kind of just lucked upon it. And then there's been some programs I've done with you where you've talked about. It. I'm like, yeah, I guess I have yeah. done that without even meaning to do it. But I, I, I cannot stress that enough. When you create scarcity and not like fake scarcity, we all know what fake scarcity is. Oh my God. I hate that. It's like, no, okay. You're telling me I've got these many hours, but I'll be able to sign up in two months for it. No big deal.
0: Yep. Yep. No,
1: my parents 100% know that no, this, this is it. This is an opening. It may not be there in five minutes because I've had a lot of parents go, you messaged me. I went back an hour later and it's gone. I'm like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, yeah, <laughs> I wow. apologize, but it, it is gone. There is no, somebody else took the spot. Um, but that's kind of, I've got that 16 week program. At the end of it, they've had, they've had to have met certain KPIs. There's certain, I call them the little, the little tests. They've got these drills that they have to hit certain numbers on, certain benchmarks. Once they get that, then they move into the actual 12 month program. If they don't get it, then we, we kind of have a little period of, well, well, why didn't we, is it, you know, is it, we're not putting in the work? Well, what, what is it? And if we feel like they're real close, then we'll do another 16 week with them. But if we feel mm. like it's a work ethic thing, then it's just, okay. It's just not going to work. It, it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's just not going to work for us. But uh, there's a big board in, in my, in the, I call it the lab, my facility. There's a big board with all the kids' names, their ages, you know, all these different skill sets, like you have your mechanics, your spot and placement, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. And they get these little stickers once they pass one of the KPIs. And it's really cool. I mean, I know it's so rudimentary, but when the kids walk in, it's the first thing mm-hmm. they all want to check out. I,
0: if the they're all coming to the same watch. place, it's a great, a great thing to do. Yeah. No.
1: And and they see, oh, that girl's throwing this I mean, that fast. It, it, it's just got all their metrics and all their numbers. And... Um, but no, so that that's kind of the facility part. Coach Now is a huge part of it. I, I mean, we use Coach Now. That is from day one, we we use Coach Now. The kids, they have their own little group that they're in. They have they have their drill videos that I I post in there and I create. They're supposed to be doing their videos and posting in it. We've built a community around it. So the kids know that I'm gonna critique their videos. But and everyone's going to see it, and we have a lot of discussion, cool. especially with young ladies, because sometimes them, you know, videoing, them, sure. they're going to see. We have discussion on it. It's it's a yep. community. We're all learning from each other. It's you know, it's, it's
0: safe. Not, I mean, it's not going to get out to TikTok or anything. No, it all stays no, there.
1: no, exactly. And I always, yeah. if I am thinking about using something for social media, I ask, I ask the kid first. I ask, as, yeah, as you they, should. Yeah. It, you know, everybody signs something, but I think it's really important for you know, especially my young girls. Do you mind if I, if I use this, you look so awesome in it. Can I please use it? People are going to like that. And for the most part, they always say yes, but I'll have a couple that they just don't feel comfortable.
0: Well, it's interesting as you, as you say that, say that it kind of makes me think of some things that I've generally realized lately, because I've always been a huge proponent of what you, what you're saying. You got to get the permission. So many coaches don't, which just grosses me out on so many levels. But the other, if you're working with young girls, right, Mm -hmm. they're in an athletic motion. They're doing something where they're putting a lot of effort into it. Yep. Their face is going to be a certain way, putting that that, oh, yeah. that you know, hard work face. Yep. And that's not usually a face they showcase yep. on Instagram. No, right? No. Exactly. And I actually had this conversation with our developers because they're amazing people, but they don't necessarily understand like, the athlete face. Yeah. And I was saying, well, we can't have people... Because stock, stock footage, this is what I realized. If you look for stock footage for sports the main reason aside from digital imagery that's not real like a fake soccer ball flying through the air but the main reason you know it's not real is cuz someone's smiling
1: yeah exactly they they look And they I look- finally
0: realized that that's why it looks so bad is cuz people are yeah. smiling it's like you don't smile during sports
1: right no it just doesn't
0: work right so i can see these young girls being very sensitive of yes. it you know, exactly. they're in motion, so their bodies look a certain way, right? So yeah. you got to so, be careful. Absolutely. And,
1: and truthfully, and I don't know if other coaches may you just, just think about this, um, is I was starting to kind of with my athletes because they know they're supposed to video themselves and turn it in. I mean, that, that's part of the requirements. And I just finally, it finally dawned on me that they're not wanting to do it because they don't, they don't like being in front of a camera. They don't think they look pretty. Mm-hmm. They don't think their emotions uh-huh. good. You may, lots of things. And it's all mental. And then we uh-huh. started having discussions on it and just even me telling them, guys, I'm going to be honest with you, it took me a long time to be okay with videoing myself for the drill videos. Uh, and, yeah. and, and then once them kind of, they kind of started hearing that, then they it's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, you feel that same way. So that really helped. And then the kids started kind of buying in a little bit more and doing the videos. And then also the, you're not going to be perfect it's, and it's okay it's fine. Your technique is not going to be perfect. That, that's my job. That's why I'm here. And guess what? It's never going to be perfect. <laughs> so just know that now. But um, I think that was probably a big light bulb moment for me was realizing the reason why they, it wasn't because they were being lazy. It was, it, right. it wasn't for a lot of reasons. It was, you know, self-conscious. And you know, I think so-
0: rarely is it laziness, right? I've been doing this a long time. And before that, I was in your position coaching everybody. Very rarely is it laziness. I think, yeah, it's, it's being uncertain or, uh, or lacking confidence for whatever reason what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I look at why, why weren't my athletes practicing once upon a time, and that's why I built the software, is because they were just confused. They didn't have mm-hmm. confidence in what they were doing, so they didn't want to do the wrong thing. Yeah. And then you take it a step forward, like, I want you to record yourself during certain things. And there's, for older generations, it would be, I don't know how to work my phone, so I'm not going to do it. Right, but for all your kids, it's definitely not. I don't know how to work my phone. Right, right. It's more of I don't want to look foolish. I'm afraid of failing. Yeah. And this coaching relationship has to be such a safety net. Yep. And the other girls in the program, if you're doing it in a in the feature, the group feature versus the spaces,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, there's pros and cons to both of those. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think it's really cool to do it in a group scenario because I do think it will level everybody up faster.
1: Yes. Yes. As
0: long as they don't wreck, as long as they don't start confusing their technical issues for someone else's technical issues or whatever it might be. But I think the general understanding of the mechanics of your sport or whatever the coach is trying to tell you, if it's in a group scenario, you can go faster, I think.
1: Yeah, no. Well, it, and to me, it's really because, you know, basically I've got kids in pods for this program. I don't work with them so long. Love it.
0: It's, Good job. <laughs> yeah, look I at has, you. i
1: got four four kids to a group. That's that's uh-huh. the maximum number. But um, and, and I don't have usually any less, sometimes maybe three, if it just kind of pans out that way. But we, we build a community. You, there, we do a lot of things in those because kids are, they are so competitive. I much prefer a group because they're competing with each other. And we do a lot of things where one girl will be planking and then they have to... All right, you got to pitch the girl out of the plank. You've got to hit this certain spot and she's planking till you do. And you have so much awesome stuff happening in that moment. Let me tell you, you've got, you know, the girl planking, like, come on, get this, please get this. One girl, you know, it's just the mental piece of it, the feeling of you are a team. Well, you got to
0: simulate that pressure, right? And that's a that's, really fun way to do it. Cause a lot of coaches in an individual setting, I can speak for golf, especially, it would be we run around and then hit the putt, right? So your blood, your heart rate's up, but it doesn't really simulate the stress. It just simulates kind of the physical exhaustion side of it. But yeah, if you've got a friend over there who's relying on you to stop doing pull-ups or a plank or whatever, yeah, that's such a great idea.
1: So, but no, that's, and that's basically, you go from that 16 week onboarding process. If you pass your KPIs and we decide we, you know, we're a good fit for each other, then you got the 12 month contract. And then there's so much that goes with that. I've got it priced out where it's 150 a month. We don't, like for December, we don't meet as a group. We meet one time for a private lesson, a one-on-one lesson, because this okay. is our time. We're doing our, our baselines right now. Where, where were we at when we started the program? We do our baseline test. This is where we're at right now. Let's look at our growth. Let's go back and we use coach now. Let's go back and look at the videos you've been posting over time. And it's a really good moment to let kids, because especially since I've got such young athletes, they don't realize how far they've come most of the time. Like I had one young girl. Oh yeah. I, cause, cause we're talking goals and stuff. Where do you want to be this time next year? You know, did we make work? Did we make our goal now? And one young lady's like, I don't really think I got better. And I'm like, okay. And then I pulled out, <clears throat> I put coach now on, on the TV and we were going through the video and I go, do you remember this, this, this date here? This was back last year. wasn't even a full year yet? Yeah, it was, you know, nine months ago. You couldn't pitch full distance. You couldn't even wow. throw full distance. We had to move you up five feet. Now you are throwing 44 miles per hour, full distance. You are, are throwing eight for 10 strikes. You are hitting your spots. You just went five for five, throwing your change up we didn't improve nine months ago um, we had to move you up
0: <laughs> but it's so 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 important that you have that record right yes. because if you're yes. i can't stress this enough and you're experiencing this now and you'll you'll experience it in march especially on the renewal time mm-hmm. like renewal time for a for a year-long coaching program or six months or whatever you do is so crucial to be able to show what they've done because if you're working with kids especially like I didn't get anywhere. I didn't improve. I didn't, uh, yep. Like my son went to the zoo, and I with the with a field trip, and I said, "How was the zoo?" It was. Uh, what you, he, he said it was terrible or traumatic or something. I don't know what yeah, he said. That's,
1: that's and
0: it was only because it was raining and the animals weren't running around like he wanted them to. I'm like, give me some details, man. Yep. Right. So yep. the kids will always just brush over it and. Yep. Who are you ultimately selling it's the parents. the parents so you need to be able to showcase everything and the
1: parents in there on those meet, so they're they're in on it i let them i tell them well we're gonna have i'm gonna have discussion with the player and then here soon i'm gonna ask you questions and then nice. we can have that that triangle of and i tell you know because i tell the kid you know mm-hmm. this is your support system You're me and your parents are helping you get to where you want to go it's your goal and, you know, and you're going to have to do certain things to get to that goal, but we're here, you're here to get you there. So, and then usually at the end of that, cause they're getting to see the conversation of what the kid actually thinks they're getting to see, right. okay, here's where we really are. And I, a lot of times I ask the parents, you know, is, did your kid, did they get where you wanted them? Did they meet all the goals? And every single parent I've had so far on a one-to-one said, she's exceeded. 100%, I would never have thought she would be there right now where she's at. So, I mean, 100% when you're, when you're getting that. And truthfully, if you looked at my, you know, marketing and my social media, I'm the world's worst at that. I, I'm so bad at that. But some of it is I, I don't really have the motivation right now because I'm sold out and I'm not spending the time doing it because my kid, the kids and parents are going and doing all that.
0: They're going yep. to the ball fields
1: yep. and, you know, and excelling and selling, selling that self. Now, as I well, say I've, I've that, generally... my, goal, my goals for evergreens are for next year. And I'm going to have to, yes. as I say that, it's going to be changing in a few months.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if you want to, if you want to reach beyond your sphere and create yeah. digital products, yes, yes. It, things do know. need to evolve and they will, but... You absolutely do not need to be a social media master to be a successful entrepreneur in the world of coaching, right? And I say that that way for a very particular reason, right? You're a business owner in coaching, right? All of these same skills, as you well know, because of everything you've done previous to this translate to just about any other business that you might want to do, right? So you're flipping the switch a bit so that you're making sure that you're thinking about things with that hat on instead of the coach hat and Right now, you've got great word of mouth. You've got great retention. You're creating programs that you can forecast against. Mm-hmm. So, as a business owner, that's really important, right? Yeah, is that you're not collecting? Although maybe, and we can talk about this in a minute, you're not collecting the year's tuition up front. Yeah. Although maybe you could, if you discounted a month or two, right? So, right. an annual membership paid up front is cheaper than going monthly.
1: Yeah,
0: because if you could do that, now you've got cash in hand. Yes, that you can allocate towards facility upgrades, maybe hiring somebody to now be your batting specialist.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's one, one of the directions I wanted to kind of take this conversation is that you're gonna continue to niche yourself out as this pitching specialist. Obviously there's lots of other kids that wanna come and see you and be a part of your world. You don't want to kind of pick up pennies and step over dollars in a way. So that's why you're niching down. But is there anybody you could train up or anybody that you could hire to come in and be like, okay, we've got pitching covered, boom, you're the guru. And eventually you hire someone to replace you, which would be even better. Yeah. But is there somebody, or is that a plan of yours to try to niche out for pitching?
1: Um, Like I just launched, I just launched something called, I actually call the Academy and it's a 16 week program. For eight I got an eight under group, a ten under group, and a twelve and under group. And essentially, it's kind of your all skills. It's it's not pitching. It's it's more fielding, running, being a better athlete kind of thing. We and spoke about
0: that, right? The yeah, be a better athlete kind of program is a, a nice catch at- all. Yes, and that yeah. was
1: that was something last year. I was really wanting to kind of start um, adding, and basically those kids would eventually filter into my pitching program. And honestly, a lot of the kids that's doing it are pitchers of mine too. Already, okay. They, they got a discount if they were a current pitcher wanting to do this. But um, it, I've actually brought a, a high school kid that I've coached for a long time. She's been helping me, and she's terrific and amazing. And my goal is these girls that I've had since they're eight years old that are now getting to sixteen. They're going to be the kids that I hire and pay really well. It's a, it's good for them too. That yeah. they're going to be the ones doing my beginning classes because they they know it better than anybody the system, and then they'll. Oh, and being closer in age has a special kind of, to kind of thing too. Check in, but I won't be there for the actual in person part of it.
0: Love it. So Love
1: it. It, it's it's evolving. It's just taking some time. I recently just started um, collaborating. Like I got a nutritionist that came on board. We actually just had our first uh, Zoom meeting. So all the girls that's in the 12 month program, they get, they're getting these, you know, so good that we're having. I've got a young that she's actually, she, this makes me feel really old. I keep saying I started coaching when I was 19. So it's really not that I'm old. It's just that <laughs> I started young, but this young lady that she's actually um, a discus thrower. I coached her, um, in softball and she found out, you know, in high school that discus was her thing. She was an all American, um, border she's training for the olympics right now in paris so she's she's pretty wow. high level pretty awesome but she's now doing our strength and conditioning stuff so ah. um that's just starting to get kind of rolled out too so a lot more collaborating and again all yeah. using coach now because they're able to come in there we're all able to see and and build on each other and as i told you know my athletes you know they're really good in their area that's not, it's not my area. My area is to motivate you guys and to make sure that you guys are are doing what you need to be doing and providing those resources. So it's it's slowly evolving. It's just hard being in my area, and I don't. I'm really big on my whole business is I'm developing the future female leaders. Like I believe that with all of my heart, and I truly believe if you want to develop female leaders, you got to bring in strong female leaders. So I don't absolutely. I can find I can find male coaches, but that's not my business model. It's it's finding the right you know female coach to come in and um, help train the girls as well. So no,
0: that's a really really important distinguishing point, right? I, I think, and you want to keep leaning into that as a separator. Yeah, because I am consistently surprised, having done what I've done for so long, is that. We don't have more female coaches. One, because if we look at our database, we just know yeah. we we have way more men than we do women. Yeah. And even across that, a lot of those men are coaching women's sports. Yes. I, I don't know why. Uh, and I, I mean, in certain ways, a coach, a great coach, is a great coach, and they land where they land. I, I get that to some extent. I don't want to block that that path, but at the same time, there's so many ex female athletes. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they turning into the coaching? And I think part of it is just this, the entrepreneurial side of it. Like it's, it's tough to make a living if, if you don't have, have everything kind of put together. And I think you're such a great leader in that space for all coaches, men, women, everybody, but also just the, all these girls that are seeing you as a business owner and whether they end up playing softball in college or whatever, they're going to have this experience of like, yeah, I could stay in softball and make a living doing it. This'd be great.
1: Well, and we talked about like in our Zoom yesterday. We actually talked about transferable skills. I was even talking about okay. Yeah. So she's obviously a discus thrower. I coached her when she was twelve at softball. She eventually figured out that her best thing was track and field, but all the things she learned in this sport did transfer totally. over. And and I when I had that conversation with the kids, there may come a point in time where you realize that you know maybe basketball is your sport or volleyball or maybe yeah. you're going to be an awesome drummer. I don't know. But I promise you this, everything you are learning on on the process of this program and deliberate practice and being disciplined, Mm -hmm. it's all going to transfer over to whatever it is you do. And I truly believe that that's also some of the reason why, um, you know, parents really buy into the program because they realize it's so much more than just softball itself that they're getting. There's a lot more value to it. And we do a lot of the mental skills training piece too with it. Yeah tons of stuff
0: boy it's really really cool to see how far you've come and i know in your mind it feels slow uh i know it does and similar i would say kind of similarly to the girls feeling like hey i didn't progress and then they look back and they go oh my gosh right yeah so me getting these disparate conversations with you i truly get a sense of how far you've come and how fast it's been yes Cause it's only been a couple years and you went from really kind of coaching and teaching high school yes. to that's then, uh, best. moving into the college ranks for a little bit and now having a business that's going to hit six figures and you've got a lifestyle that yeah. is just the lifestyle you want yeah. without completely burning out. This well, is like every yeah. coach's dream and you've done it in less than two years. Effectively, less than I two think.
1: years. And my last year of teaching, I was teaching and giving lessons and not making what I've made in this year teaching and mm-hmm. giving lessons and was roughly right you had a 70, you had a, 000, a the, the, roughly yeah, around 70,000 yeah. a year doing both having no life being burned out to and and knowing that this was where this was my path and that I had what it took it just you know pull the trigger let's do it to then it's like okay I'm able to do this full time I'm, I'm I'm at this you know 60,000 range 65-70 doing it full time to than us one-on-one. And you're like, no, we're going to do this. But I had such big ideas, but I couldn't really roll it out with the, you know, eight week programs. You can't do everything, not knowing who's going to be there. So some of it too, was we we really needed that one year, that one year commitment. And I'm just glad the parents bought it. And now they're even like, yeah, this is 100%. We knew it was going to be good, but it's, it's exceeded and there's more to come. Um, and like I said, I think for me, as I keep evolving, it's it's lo- sm- getting smaller and smaller in who it is I'm attracting and bringing in. I think uh, I, j- I just bought a book. I'm getting ready to go on a cruise in a week and I'm planning on reading. It's like n- n- niching up and just, Ooh, I cool. need, yeah, I'm really trying to dig down even a little bit more and more because again, yes. just to save more time. Because it has been nice to when I actually break down how many I I sixteen hours of in person time a week is what I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Say that again
0: for anybody was, listening. Who's
1: jealous of me? <laughs> yeah, sixteen sixteen hours a week of in person time. Obviously, a lot more time doing you know lots of other things to continue to build. But it's everything. on your
0: own schedule. It's on my own. It fits own schedule. in where it fits in.
1: Exactly, but sixteen hours a week of working with athletes is what, and that includes my, you know, the, the, um, group sessions that includes, cause I offer one-on-one, I usually have mm-hmm. 10 athletes for six months at a time for mm-hmm. one-on-one that includes the newly launched Academy. So you're talking, I'm roughly at a hundred thousand a year working 16 hours a week of in-person time and yeah and that's
0: what i said right that's what i said in the first no, I mean, blueprint i'm I like it's, it's totally it's possible. possible you I, can I, do I it i
1: promise you I'll, i i promise you i'll have to send what i i'll take a screenshot of what i sent the one golf coach that reached out and i'm like spencer's not wrong <laughs> i swear i said that. <laughs> so but uh no it, it is and my boyfriend we, we chat all the time and he's like i'm jealous of you i'm like well it's taken me a long time and I've had to work hard, but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to finally kind of get where I want to be. So.
0: But the thing is that you've done that most people don't, right? You've done two major things that most people don't. One, they don't invest. And I say people, coaches, let's be specific. They don't invest in their business acumen, their entrepreneurial information, right? They don't invest at all. They don't take any courses on it. They just gather more technical certifications, more hardware, more debt. (laughs) and they don't then take action to the information that they have then learned, right? Yeah. And I've consistently been impressed by the action that you've taken and that's why you are where you are. And now you're beautifully positioned to hire more people, to create even more scale, more revenue. And I think the further you niche down, you're now in a better position to launch digital products yes, so that you can have a combination of hybrid uh, digital products, and we'll talk about that in a minute, or or pure evergreen, right? You'll find your way to what suits your audience and suits you best. But really what I'm hearing is that your business has become simpler in a way. Yes. Even though you've maybe done some complicated things to make it simpler, you're now in a, in a, a simpler position, which I think is the envy of all of us, right? We want simple businesses that are working. So that effectively all your job right now, today, is just to run programs and build relationships. And then eventually it will be, when you get into this digital side, it will be to collect email addresses and make offers. Yeah. That's literally the digital empire that you'll build is collect emails, make offers, and that's really the only business, right? So you'll have multiple streams of income and hopefully you can take weeks off at a time and still be making money, right?
1: Yep. <laughs> that is the end goal that is that's that's next year's goal of I want to be making money yeah. while I'm sleeping that's yes I want to make this amount of money sleeping that's my next year's goal <laughs> well
0: let's let's talk a little bit about that because we've you, you've blown it out of the park with all the things that you've done you've you've pushed past your fear and went into the year-long programs mm-hmm. which is so cool uh, most coaches are coming to me and they're like, they, they love the concepts of what I'm saying, but they're afraid to pull the trigger. So I really hope we can get as much people, as many people listening to this as possible because you just got to pull the trigger. Yep. The same would be, uh, for level two, which I'm about to launch this month about digital products and automating income and things like that. But let's just kind of talk about it at a high level. What kind of things from this past year are you thinking, oh, maybe I could bottle this up and, and sell it kind of independent of me. What, what kind of things are you thinking?
1: So, I'm at that point with um, pitching. Like I, I explained to you that I've got the 16-week program, but I only offer it so often. A lot of it, it kind of depends mm-hmm. on what's it look like for my year, kids. You know, what's retention? Will there even be a spot? That kind of thing. But I get a right. ton of people emailing, you know, wanting in. So yep. my next goal is okay for I, and I haven't priced it yet, but let's say anywhere from 25 to 50 dollars a month. You're in, you're in coach now, which is going to, you're getting familiarized with something we're going to be using once you're in there with me anyways, you're getting the videos and the content of how do you grip a ball? What's arm whip all these things I Hmm. already have created for my program. So you're going to get this, you are going to get the drills, which by the way, I've already got all that taken care of. I mean, that's, that's already done. So why I'm to that point now it's okay. Honestly, I'm just kind of curating it a little bit better and and figuring out what makes the most sense because I'm so bad about giving too much information and overwhelming Mm -hmm. people. I'm a here, here's the whole elephant kind of person. And now I need to, okay, well, this, you're paying for this. This is a small snippet of it. So that's where I'm at with that part of it. But then that being kind of the entry into the 16 16 week onboarding. So here you are, you, you 50 bucks probably will be what I'll end up charging. 50 bucks a month. This is the content you're getting. You keep getting, and then this class will be open here. And then you're going to be ready to to, uh, hit the ground running on this. And this is what it looks like when you come and actually have me for in person. So I'm not going to be critiquing any videos or anything. It's just, it's there for Mm. you. It's here for you. Um, So it's
0: on, on demand on their own time. It's not dripped out. It's just, they're going to get in there. They're going to see it. Yep. Now, if you want someone to pay monthly, right, they could consume all of that content month one, unless you continue to drip. Yeah. Right. So is right. that kind of the strategy to continue to add more well, or what are you thinking?
1: Um, and the scheduling feature on coach now has been really, really nice. So like what you've been saying on the, on yeah. the dripping it over time. And that's where I'm kind of, um, I've got a young lady that I'm actually going to experiment this with. Um, I, cause she, she does. She's one of my eight-year-olds. She does other stuff with me. So I've got a relationship with her and her parent. And I'll probably, you know, cut a discount just, you know, to get it figured out. And here's the feedback I'm going to need from you at the end of it. I, I, you know, you do a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, And then figuring out, okay, were you overwhelmed by the information? Would it have been better if I said, okay, day one, you need to watch this. Day two, you need to do these drills. Day three, and just kind of where it is each week coming coming out and i know that um so i'm gonna start experimenting with that a little bit more but that's that's my idea that i'm really hoping truthfully to have coming out in february um to start adding that because march will be a real big time where a bunch of people are going to start thinking about softball season and I want right. to pick. you to have
0: some renewals coming up too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Renewal. A lot, a lot of things happening in March. But, um, so that that's one of my ideas. Another thing I've been playing with is this, um, idea of, you know, and, and part of like the Academy of it's, um, we you got your technical, you've got your tactical piece, your mental piece and all these mm-hmm. things and letting anybody that wants to come in, They can come in, they can get a little piece of that within the group where it's these other things are private unless they want to pay for it and add it. But then at least they're getting a little bit of the community. They're getting a sense of Mm. what is coach now? How does this work with you? And this piece is free Um, and it could be, you know, just your your physical stuff. And here's some injury prevention articles. Here's some things of me talking and explaining that kind of content. And then, oh, well, if you want mental skills, you can have that for here's, you know, 10 bucks a month. And here here's the, and yep. you to kind of add that into it. Because again, I'm building all of this and I'm so, I've been so bad about, it. I build out so much stuff and then it just kind of sits there for a while. Cause then I see something else shiny. Uh, that's, that's the thing yeah. I've got to work. I see something else shiny and then I'm off. And then I go through my computer. I'm like, why has this been sitting here? This thing's basically done. It's Beautiful. I know. With
0: it? I know. <laughs> we, we all fall victim to that as, as entrepreneurs. That is one of the curses that we fight the fires in front of us sometimes. And, yeah. um, but that said, you recognize that that's a challenge. So what I'm confident that you'll do is you'll start setting aside time where you revisit some of these things and you knock them out. One interview, if you haven't listened to it, uh, with Matt Scorin. He's the new, uh, national coach for the New Zealand surf team.
1: Okay.
0: So I did an interview with him. And he's got the art of surfing and it's an incredibly successful remote coaching business. And he's got hundreds of surfers all around the world participating in this and these three month cohorts and he launches these different cohorts. And now he's even hiring coaches all around the world to run those cohorts. So when you think of subscription, sometimes it's a little bit more effective to have a start and a stop because people, For netflix we're fine right we're going to pay for it until it's ending that's fine for software generally that's okay but for coaching sometimes especially remote and you're trying to sell to audiences that you don't know you're just trying to capture somebody from the internet let's say sometimes it's more helpful to have a start and a stop and a result that they're going to get at the end of that stop right so i think matt's done a really good job of saying hey this cohort starts february 1st it's going to go for three months In his case, you must already know how to stand up on a board and have basic skills, otherwise you can't join because it's going to be too advanced. But he's going right for that kind of average, passionate surfer. He's not going for the competition surfers because that's his day-to-day coaching business, but this is his digital product. So when you look at how far you've niched, and there's a whole world of softball pitchers out there, there might be a program that you can offer with all the existing content that you have that is maybe 90 days to an outcome. I don't know what the outcome might be. And you're grouping these these people together on a certain start date. And then for you, you know that they've paid for the three months right up ahead. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that you're gonna have to continually feed. You don't have to feed the beast over and over again.
1: Right, right.
0: So, and then what Matt has done, which is pretty clever, is that he's got a broader Academy product, an online Academy product, where it is an annual subscription and he drips out content every couple weeks. Anybody that's in there, he'll analyze one surf video for them a year, and it's in a group setting. So I think listen to that interview, check out his website, and anybody listening to this, please do the same, because if you're looking to start digital products, sometimes it's difficult to go from, I'm a regular coach, like you are in this position, you got a, a nice solid business now, to then going oh i'm this digital online guru where all my content just lives on and i've got these evergreen products that just sit and make me money all day yeah i think that's still the end goal but i think there's a lot of steps in between that yes yes right and i think level two as i said the blueprint's going to kind of hit on that is that there's some in-between steps and evergreen is not The only way to do it, it's a place that you could maybe get to. But at that point, you got to be really good at capturing new emails and making tons and tons of offers, right? Mm -hmm. You're probably going to have to do paid acquisition on social media to drive new traffic to these evergreen products that are $99 one time, let's say. Right. So you do want to get people into some sort of recurring. And I think you have an opportunity if you you look at this cohort example, it might be a way to bridge the gap with some of your existing content, drip it out. So you're not in there every day you're dripping it out. You got a community. They're all fired up to reach a certain KPI. Maybe there's a way that you can say, hey, you qualify for this group if your miles per hour on a pitch is X, right? Mm -hmm. And we will improve your miles per hour by one, two, three, four, 10. I I don't know what you can reasonably do, but try to make a pretty bold claim of what you can do within reason and maybe there's a three-month digital program that you can run people through and get some information and see if it works. Yeah. No. What, what does that kind of sound like to you?
1: No, it, it does. Uh, it's that, um, it's structuring it, kind of like you, like you mm-hmm. said. I actually took your second class um, with the Evergreen because I knew that's where I was wanting to go. I wasn't quite ready there, but it was really, really good in the sense of, okay, You have pure evergreen, but there's a lot of in between there. And I definitely think I need to have more of the, you meet weekly at this certain time. We have discussions and you build kind of a community type approach Mm -hmm. and then slowly build that down to my hands are off. This is what you have kind of. uh,
0: Yeah. So, so a good example. Yes. The the launch sequence that I lay out and I'll, I'll share it generally now because it's going to be out anyway for anybody that's a pro member, but you launch live as many times as you feel you necessarily need to do it. And then you either use that recorded content or you reshoot it, but you know what needs to be kind of finessed and adjusted because you've had live feedback. Mm -hmm. Then in your case, you run a beta group for a few months, this beta cohort, if this is the decision that you kind of end up on. And then from there, you have plenty of information to know where to go from there, but you're not necessarily setting up a community that you need to support every month right. with tons of content. Right. Yeah. And Jerem, uh, who's lifting in, has already talked me out of that myself. So this is, this is more of like Jerem saying, hey, man, I don't think we have time to do that as much <laughs> as I would like to do it as well.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, because I'm still running all the day-to-day of coach now. I don't just get to sit and have conversations all day. So finding that in-between zone, I think is really important for all of us when we start looking towards creating kind of digital education products, whatever those mm-hmm. look like.
1: But I do I do like the, you know, when you're doing it live and you're getting the feedback, because there's been a lot of times something that I thought was, you know, minute, not a big deal, that I'm seeing a lot of, oh, more and more parents are saying, wow, that that was really important. And I'm like, huh. And here I would have just skimmed over it, not even realizing it was something big. But there's a lot of people that they want that. They need that. So and then knowing. How yeah, and to you're going to get.
0: Yeah, and you're going to get anecdotal feedback, and then uh, you also want to do surveys because then people have a chance to think about it. So we've we've gathered a lot of great information from the surveys we've done since launching all these educational products. We don't do as much for the software because we just crowdsource so much information in that because we have you know, hundreds of thousands of people using it all the time that give us information. Plus, we kind of have our own plans for certain things. But I think when it comes to like a digital education product and the delivery mechanism is not your normal, which is you in front of somebody or in a group like that. Yeah, getting that feedback is really, really important and how to structure it so people can go through it on their own or they go through it with a little bit of help. So there's a lot of learning for sure on how to do it. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the brick and mortar a little bit more, right? Because I know a lot of folks have been asking me and this is kind of a precursor to level three, but a lot of a lot of folks are just really confused about having a physical facility and what that takes. And I, and I know we've spoken about that at a super high level, but a lot of our coaches are actively working for someone at a place, and they are not responsible at any level for the facility, finding the facility, paying the bills, whatever. But they want to be. Um, so maybe just you know is there any kind of advice you can give me or anybody on what to watch out for, what some good stuff to be doing, you know, around that.
1: Mine mine was pretty unique in the sense of you know, again, I'm in I'm in a rural area. Um yep. when I moved back, I I lived in Ireland for a year and I got my masters in sports psychology. When I moved back to Indiana to be closer to my family, I literally was at, okay, I am going to have my own facility. I'm going to do these things. That's the only way it's going to keep me sane moving back to rural Indiana. And uh yeah. And truthfully, what I kind of figured out the way I was going to make it happen was I bought this old water building and, and, and I turned their shop into my facility and then their office, I made into like what I called a little apartment. So that was where I lived at. That was my residence. But then I could also give lessons, obviously that it worked for me at that point in time. I didn't have any kids. I mean, so it, it worked and it was being creative. That that's kind of the mm-hmm. big key of don't get so pigeonholed on. You have to have it this way on things. I you know I was able to buy it. I was able to put you know I put thirty thousand into it. Um, You know and and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I opened the doors in February and the turf wasn't down. The turf wasn't down till May and I had the turf, but I just knew I was going to have to put the turf in and throw my back out in the process of it. So, but. It was okay. The parent, the parents, they had a facility. They they were completely fine with knowing that it's not pretty right now and it's okay. And and now when you look, I mean, and I've had people that you maybe came in in February and then came in not very long ago. They're like, wow, it's it's changed a lot. It's evolved and it's yes. And luckily, I was. I didn't wait for it to be perfect before I started taking money. You know, I just it's like it's not going to be perfect and it's okay but at least you guys don't have to drive two hours to go to a facility to get good instruction. So, um, and it's just- That is such a
0: fantastic piece of advice. Yeah, it doesn't, and we talk about that a lot in all all of our conversations, right? It doesn't have to be perfect to start. Yep. But if you're an entrepreneur, you got to start, you got to pay the bills, right? You got to collect the money as best you can.
1: And Mm -hmm. as, you know, and and keep putting money back into the business. I mean, that's, like, the academy, I- I decided I was launching it cause I needed X amount of dollars. I it ended up being for 16 weeks. It's I ended up make, bringing in $12,000. Well, I wanted a piece of equipment that's $8,000 and I wanted it right now for pitching. So I did the Academy to pay for that piece of equipment, essentially. And that piece of equipment, is going to end up at base. It's a it's a rap soto. Basically, it does a bunch of metrics. Um, you pitch. Yeah, to it we know that. I know them. It's going to yep. open so many more doors for me, um, where people can just come in and pitch twelve balls, and I give them a report. Here's a report, and thank you, two hundred dollars. You know, it's going to yeah, open up yeah, more yeah. doors. But the key was being able to say, okay, well, I'm going to launch this to get this, so I can get that, and just p- putting money back into your business but also knowing, okay, what what is my return on my investment of this? How long is it going to take me to be able to return on this investment? Does it make sense to do it? So what's it going to cost me yes. by not doing it now? Because I was kind of, yep. I mean, I was three months of, I can't afford not to do it at this point. <laughs> I, I've got to do that whole career. So
0: Well, if you, if you can clearly understand the ROI and how, how soon it's gonna take to then cover the initial costs and then what it's gonna make you in the long run, right? That's just simple math and just understanding your business. The other side too is, and I don't know if this would work for you, but a lot of coaches, once they get this fancy piece of equipment that produces data in whatever sport they are, there's too many to list. A lot of times there's unsupervised rentals of this too, of, hey, this is down hours, you can come in throw 15 20 pitches it's 50 bucks you just get the report and you're out of here yep. or it's part of their monthly fee or whatever you kind of bake some of that stuff in mm-hmm. to cover the cost and then it maybe even lets you get three or four of these things eventually because there's just so many people using it even without you standing there
1: yeah so so that I don't little- know if that
0: works for this equipment but it might but
1: it- It will, it's definitely going to open up a lot more doors on different things because a lot of college coaches want that data. So that's going to be how I'm getting it to, uh, it's, it's Mm -hmm. going to bring in a lot of revenue with very little work, truthfully. And it's good for the kids too. So, but, um, and then, you know, also with the facility, something we talked about last year was basically I'm only giving during a school year, giving lessons from 4 PM to eight or 9 PM you've got all this right. downtime and I'm working on right now, finding an, like a yoga instructor and things like that to come in. Cool. And again, promoting only females. Like, you know, you bring in, you know, your mm-hmm. older, your older generation. That's after the day, they're able to come in and do, mm-hmm. some, you know, resistance training and yoga and things like that with an instructor. I'm really wanting to start hosting a, you know, mom and daughter workout together thing. So I've got some ideas for it. It's just as usual finding someone to come in and and do the do the classes but that doesn't involve me. So
0: Yeah, and that is a really important part though, is that if you do have the facility and you're the only one using it but yeah. you're only using it for a small amount of time, and this is not for you, obviously, it's for anybody listening, you gotta maximize the revenue per square foot yeah. and any yeah. opportunity that you have. Yeah. It's like a bakery is only open from X time to X time. What are they doing the rest of the time? They could have a pop-up shop come in there and serve their own food or whatever. So I think that's really important. Now, when you threw the $30,000 down, was that a loan? Was that savings? Uh, how did you finance that?
1: Um, some of it was savings, some of it was a loan. So when I okay. um, basically the built I mean, the building ended up costing with everything was roughly 75,000 and again I live in a rural area so it's going to be a lot lot cheaper for me. Yeah. Um and then I had $30,000 of savings that I I put okay. in it. So Okay. And but I also knew at that point in time this is I'm also going to be living here. I I I don't anymore but at that point in time yep. I knew that I was going to live there for at least 2 years and worst case scenario I've got this really awesome CrossFit gym that I can train in. That's my own personal. Totally. That was where I, you know, I at least knew yeah. that in my, in my situation, but no, you're going to have to have some savings. You're going to have to, my loan was unique because I was going to be living there. So it didn't have to be a commercial loan. It was a different type of loan. Ah, um, interesting. Yeah. So it very unique. My situation is very unique. Um, I will be refinancing at some point in the future and making it a commercial loan because lovely okay. taxes and, and taxes is another one. That's always yep. um, fun for business owners. And I'm learning every day more and more with that. So, um,
0: but you own the building outright. Is that correct? Yes. yes. You, you own it, right. You're not. Okay. So that I, I, I want to touch on that because that's not an opportunity that most people will have, but if you do have the opportunity, please do it. Cause now you've got this fantastic asset. Cause let's say you yeah. just want to retire from coaching yep, tomorrow, lease yep. lease the building to somebody else. And now you've got a great investment. So it's like, a, I've had people a, such a big out. winner for you.
1: Yeah. I've literally had people yeah. that's given me offers. So I, yeah. I mean, it, it is, I, it was a smart, to me, it was a smart risk. Of course it was a risk, but it was super a smart, smart risk. So, but again, I was my situation. I was able to, to live live there and, you know, and that be a part of it. That's not going to work for everybody. So.
0: It, it's not, but I think hearing the the story of of making that bet, right? Investing in yourself, realizing that maybe it was, even if it wasn't a super successful softball uh, training facility, it's a piece of, it's an asset. It's a piece of property yes. that you can use yes. in some other way. So it's super smart and you're yep. living there anyway. So you got to have a place to live. So what's yep. the difference? Yep. So a, as we, as we wrap up, you know, cause I've taken up a, a good chunk of your time already and there's so many good nuggets in this one. I, I, I hope that we get a lot of listens on it, but for you knowing what you know now, and you see these new coaches kind of getting into the, into their specific sports, you know, what kind of entrepreneurial advice would you be, would you be giving some of these folks to, to help them get off, get off and running?
1: I mean, truth, you have to believe in yourself. I, I cannot stress that enough. You have to believe that you're you're going to figure it out because you are going to make mistakes. It's not going to be perfect and you're going to get lots of curveballs out of the gate. But do you believe you have what it takes? And if you don't, then OK, then maybe maybe being an entrepreneur is not for you. Uh, you you've got to you've got to take the leap. Um, I also believe you can have, you know, what do they say? Paralysis by analysis you got to be careful mm-hmm. with that too. Of uh, You do need a plan and you need to have some structure, but you also need to realize that you've got to go. I don't know how many different programs I've tested. I'm like, well, we're going to go this way. And then I'll tell the parents, well, it didn't really work very well. It didn't go in my head like I thought. So we're going to reel it back in and do something a little bit different. Or no, this was brilliant. We're going to keep going down, down that path. Yeah. So I've been doing this a very long time. When I first started coaching, I was on a softball field. I did not have a facility. I asked gyms to let me in. I mean, that was when I started to now where I'm at, but I always knew this is where I wanted to go. This is where I need to go. It was getting the getting the guts to say, I'm doing it. And then here's the plan. Here's how I'm gonna make it happen. So yep. I think if you don't have that, then you're, I mean, that that's a big part of it, being an entrepreneur. You believe in yourself, you'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got to be willing to to risk it a little bit here and there. Uh, you obviously have it numerous times. I think another thing that you said during, uh, during that piece of advice is, and you didn't use these words, but I think the message there is being transparent. Jeez. So as you have customers that love you, they know you, they trust you, as long as you're not having everybody throw at their opposite hand all of a sudden, because you read it in a book, you know, something right. real crazy. Right. They're going to trust you and it's okay to be transparent with them because they, they're they more invested in that way. They'll go along for the ride with you.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And, yeah. I, I think that for anything that you buy, I, I hate car salesmen. I hate shopping for cars for a reason because there's yeah, so much hidden reason, stuff yeah. and you're constantly looking for yep. all the hidden stuff. The person that's just, Hey, this is point blank something. And they tell me that they tell me the bad along with the good. I'm a lot more off to, okay, I trust you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it. We're going to at least go in for a month or two and see how things roll because I trust you. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Transparency. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, I, and I, I think that was one of the greatest assets when we launched Edu5, which is now coached now many years ago. A lot of people were in the early email phases of that. and They knew exactly what was going on all the time. And I, I would say it's still the same thing for all of our education products. Especially when we launched, it was very transparent. Hey, we've never done this before. I don't know how it's going to go, but people are asking for it. So let's give it a shot. Yep. And we continue to evolve it. And it's been been a lot of fun. But it's really important to build those relationships. But the, la- the last thing I want to ask, and I haven't asked this in other calls but I, I, or other interviews, but I think you know, we'll see how the question goes and see if it's a helpful one. Your coach now best practice. You've been using it a while. You're very successful in the way that you use it. If you look at all the the different use cases out there, is there anything that you might be able to distill for people? And I think you've already given some really good advice around uh, helping certain athletes feel comfortable recording because that's a lot of concerns for coaches. My athletes aren't buying in. And well, let's figure out why. It's definitely not the phone or the technology. It's something about them. Right. Right. But past that, what other things might you suggest, the best practice that you've adopted over time?
1: Um, I, I use the group feature a lot and I use it a lot because you can do the channels to kind of, um, mm-hmm. I call them file folders. I try to explain it to kids. Like you have a folder where you're going to put, mm-hmm. you know, in this folder, this is all of our warm ups. If you ever want to look up how mm-hmm. to warm up, we go to this channel and you know, it's going to be there. Um, this is mm-hmm. the channel where I'm teaching you. This is our pitching concepts. You know, that. You can go to this, this folder and you're going to find all the information of, of how to do things that has been yep. kind of, I, I think sometimes it gets Coach now is really awesome. But sometimes if you start getting a lot of content, it's hard to find it. And yep. definitely 100% using the, uh, like the hashtags and things like that to find it and making sure that you label things so you can go back yeah. and that's better. 100% is useful. Uh, the scheduling, the new thing that you just rolled out on the scheduling is, is definitely invaluable. I'm so glad that that's finally an option to do that because, and, and yeah, I have cool. honestly with my one-to-one kids that I know that I need to have my, my touch points, I schedule it out since they come in. I know every Wednesday at this time, they're cool. going to get a message from me right out of the gate, but it took me, you know, five minutes for that month where I know, okay, I'm booking this, I'm scheduling it all out up front. So I don't even have to think about it. They, they message, then we've got some dialogue on some things. That is definitely something I suggest doing instead of um, not using that and then asking yourself, did I message them? Did I not? Why haven't I heard from them? That kind of thing. If you can schedule it out and just know it's going to be Wednesday at seven in the morning, then they're, they're going to get back with you if you send it to them like that. And you can have then that dialogue of back and forth.
0: That's perfect advice. Yeah. And we, we kind of label that under the idea of micro touch points, right? Just having those touch points with athletes is so important. And now that you can automate a good chunk of it and there's going to be improvements on all these automation features over the next couple of months. Uh, yeah, I'm stoked that you're using it. We've gotten great feedback on it. We're going to keep expanding it to, to do even more, but absolutely. It's one of my favorite features too. So I'm glad, glad you're leveraging it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, we've kind of reached it here. You've killed it. So much good stuff uh, during this conversation. Yeah, we marked it. We're going to share a bunch of episodes. Anything else that we haven't covered or that maybe we've missed that you feel like people ought to know?
1: No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, that's just kind of been my journey. I I know there's a lot of coaches out there that's like me that has, you know, this pie in the sky vision and it's a, it you can get there, you really can. I think backwards designing has been huge for me of this is what I want and then working backwards from it. I, I haven't really talked much about that, but that is a big thing that's really helped me where I can say, right now I'm in December and I said, I wanted in Des- end of this month, I wanted to be at 100,000 and it's so cool because when I checked in, it's like, I've met it, I, I'm there. But it, I should have,
0: so because
1: cool. I backwards designed it, and I met all of my monthly goals, so I should have been. But
0: and that, that and we'll, we'll leave minute. it at that, because <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that, because that was one of the biggest things I pointed out in the level one is just so many coaches are just like, we'll coach and see what happens. Yeah. There's no business in the world that operates that way. So think about your forecast and figure out what you got to do to fill it. Hopefully, it's not filled with hours and hours and hours and hours of lessons, quote unquote but you figure out a way to create leverage, which you have done an amazing job of. Let's move into annual coaching plans if you can. Nicole's proven once again, that's a good idea. And then Nicole, we're gonna check in with you in a few months and make sure these digital products are heading heading out sometime soon.
1: That sounds good.
0: All right, Nicole, thank you so much. You're the best and we'll catch you soon. Bye.
1: Bye.